0: Oh, recorded live. All righty, all righty, all righty. This is session two of eight sessions of uh, qualifying men, and this is me and Mayor on the call. We uh, <laughs> t- we took uh, almost a half hour to get clear. It was amazing because we just couldn't stop talking. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, today is session two. We're going to be talking about some new stuff. Actually, today what we're going to be talking about is the world that men live in. What's it like? Mm to look at life from the man's point of view and how women impact men's relationship to women because we, all don't, we don't live in a vacuum, and neither do y'all, um, and um, we're a lot more accepting of how y'all operate than, than you are with us, not you particularly, but maybe you particularly, but definitely women in general. And, um, you know, that's something that you would want to um, know about so that you could have more compassion. You know, one of the things we talked about was, you know, consulting when you go in and you get their world and you, you know, make sure that they understand that that you got it. And so everybody's on the same page. You got what their world, they got that you got their world, they got your world, you got that they got their world, and now you can move forward. So this part is about how to be that, how to Mm -hmm. handle that with the guy. so it'll, it'll give you a lot less uh, defensiveness, a lot less worry and all that other good stuff, so, um, you know, figured uh, this is a good time to talk about it. So, but before we go in on that, you had mentioned uh, about, you know, the, uh, who you admire list, so uh, yeah. why don't we talk about that for a minute.
2: Okay. All
3: right. Um, so I have one, two, three, four. So I listed five, and what's great is I, I literally did this right after our last call. So it was, like, it was like stream of consciousness, you know? It was just like, boom, what's what's right there for me? Um, so there's five people that I picked and uh, a set of characteristics about, about each one. So you want me to read that? Yeah, sure. All right. So I pick Richard Branson, right, the CEO of Virgin, yeah. And um I, why I admire him is I put that he's cool, sexy, successful, willing to take risks. Um uh says he puts his family as most important. Although he does seem to work an awful lot, so but I'll I'll take it at that's how he's sees he's his family is most important.
4: Mm-hmm. He
3: brings out the best in the people around him. Mm-hmm. Uh he's optimistic, he's self made. He has a home at the beach, like he owns Nectar Island, and he's financially independent. Um, And then I chose Oprah uh, for being authentic, well-spoken, self-made, beautiful, a pioneer, has a home at the beach, is classy, an exquisite listener, and financially independent. Um, I picked Mother Teresa because she gave everything she had and she was uh, very humble. I picked uh, Pope Francis for being fearless, faithful, disciplined, um, having a relentless, eternal commitment. Um, and is very much in the listening of modern Catholics as well as the, the people of the world today. Um, and then I picked my dad. Um, that he, uh, for doing whatever is needed to provide for his family and can always have fun.
0: Got it. So um, the reason why I invited you to take that exercise on, I'm grateful and happy that you did, is so that you can see who you are. Because Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't, Recognize and be inspired by those qualities if it wasn't already in you.
4: Mm.
0: You know, um, you didn't mention curiosity, so you know curiosity may or may not be in you, but you didn't bring it up. So if somebody's curious, it might be nice, but it's not like it's all that inspirational based on what you're discussing to share. It may be in there, but it's not in that list. You know what I mean? So,
4: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you, you should. If I were you, I would take that list and put it down. You know, put it. Separate from the cat- the, the personalities the persons, and then look at that list for a while and see which really are who you are, which really calls you to who you are for yourself and um what'll happen is you'll see some of them as true Tony still there there.
1: Yeah. Tony, can you hear me? All right.
2: If you can hear me, uh, I can hear you, but I will dial back
1: in. Tony, can you hear me? Hello?
2: Um, Tony, I'm gonna shoot you a text. Um, uh, because so I just I can't uh not hearing anything. All right. Oh, I'm getting a text from you that you can hear me the whole time, but I can't hear you. Shoot. Uh All right, maybe, mm, is it possible to give me a call on my cell directly and we can s- sort this out? Uh um
1: Okay. I hope you can hear me now. Okay. You know what? I'll take your word for it. Uh. Okay,
0: yeah, I don't know what was going on, but here's what I'm concerned about. If I, if, uh, I don't know why that happened, okay, but um, if I disconnect from the recording when me and you were talking, then I don't know that the recording is not happening anymore, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking
4: yeah,
0: off hey, if you just go back onto the call and then, um, you know, you could tell me if I blocked out again. I don't know what the hell happened. Well, I was listening to you the whole time and um, uh, and I'm okay. talking, you couldn't hear me, but I don't want to, like, be talking, thinking that there's a recording, and then we got like twenty minutes or half hours of no sound because, um, you can hear me this way, but you can't hear me the other way. You know what I mean? Is that yeah, it? yeah?
3: I'll I'll dial in again, yeah, cause I I kind of kept like coming out. Well, I came out and then went back in to be like, yeah,
0: yeah so you um, do it twice because I could see you on my screen too. And if you actually, yeah. if you if you wanted to in your home, you know, you could always like, uh, look online, and uh, do this because uh, I could chat online. With you, because there's a screen in front of me. You can pull up the screen too if you want. Um, yeah,
3: let me see. You know what, Mary? Maybe I can even
2: try dialing through the computer versus my versus my All right, let me have a.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, because that way um, you could see, and I could either you know that that's quicker, I think, than than me reaching to your text message because I got to do some maneuvering to get to you text wise. But that was weird. I don't, I don't understand it.
4: Yeah, no
3: pull
0: up here. just pulling up your email
4: here.
0: Yes, it should tell you exactly how to do that there. Because so long as I told somebody how to do it, I don't even know how to tell them how to do it.
4: <laughs> Hello, Coach.
3: All right. Um, click here <laughs> to join the call or
1: just listen to – let me try that.
2: Oh, it's asking for a username of.
1: Oh, let me try as a guest. Yes, yes, guest.
0: Yes. Okay, so guest four. I'm um, guest four. Yes. Yeah. Figure.
2: Yeah. Okay. So um, Okay, so guest four. I'm um, guest four.
0: Um, All right, um, so I'm going to hang
2: up the. Cell.
0: Well, you, if you hang up, you might not. Oh yeah, yeah. Hang up and dial in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You see my screen? Okay. I said hi.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll dial in now. Thanks. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Here we go. oh da 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 a quick... Um, Okay. Oh, here we go, Central New Jersey. I'm just
0: here. What's up, up, Central New Jersey? I see you up there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, good. So, um, yeah, so, you know, sorry about the uh, the, the the whatever was going on there, the technical glitch, I'll call it, because I don't know what else you could call it. Um, but I'm glad to, you know I could type in case I could type immediately and you can see it immediately if something happens on either end of us. So. Um, okay. Alright, so good. So, um, I just want to
4: add,
3: I just want to add yeah. one thing is I'm just seeing. Sorry, when they were asking for the pin, I was just putting in one in town, I, I thought I saw that on like the email. But anyway, oh, I'm
0: just.
3: I'm gonna explain it to you.
0: you. Yeah, I'm gonna explain it's it to you. this
3: pin down here. I just don't know if that had to do with coming off the no. line.
0: No, 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 that doesn't. That's, uh, it would probably have been the same thing anyhow because it's relating to you as a computer differently than as a phone. Okay. And uh, that's, that's why it's doing that. But what, what the three numbers is the call-in number. The, um, uh, the call-in number is that six-digit number with the pound is what they yeah. call the call-in number. And then the 10 is your personal ID number, and they're hoping that you're a member of uh, talk show. So I'm a member named the Love Coach. That's my that's my uh, personal name. You know, like on Facebook, you know, you you are who you are, right? Um yeah. In talk show, you if you were a member, you would have a name, so they're looking for your member name they, because they're trying to encourage you to be a member. But you know, you just dial one pound for the uh, uh pin, where they ask for the FV pin. Right. But the but the six digit number is not the pin; it's the call-in number. So. Um, um you left the chat. What happened? Oh no. I don't know. you left the chat. Anyhow, it doesn't matter, so it's fine. Um so anyhow, I'm going in. I'm going in. So you ready for the work? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Session section yep. go. session uh, number two. The world men live in. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right. Men live in what seems to be a different world than women do. Everyone wants something from men. Everyone has expectations of them. They're obligated to be, do, and have above and beyond what they need and want for themselves in order to make people, men, women, and children happy. I'll see you back in. Men need to be responsible whether they want to or not, like it or not, or you can even do it or not. They're supposed to be saviors, heroes. Tough guys and warriors, they're supposed to be strong yet sensitive. Take charge, but check in first. Take hands, handle their business, and everyone else's. And no one even thinks about the fact that they still need to have their own life, their own needs, the time it takes to recuperate and restore themselves and even reconnect to who they really are. That's how the world in general sees men, how men see themselves and how women see men is vastly different. It would be amazing if most women saw men as great or even better as the creator desired them to be. But unfortunately, that's nowhere close to being true. Most women have past experiences with men that have left them scarred emotionally and influenced their views of men to the point of it being a detriment to their own wishes. In other words, that's the reason why there's so many man-haters. And with that in mind, here's a picture of the perceptions men have to deal with that most women see men as and have to deal with before they even say hello. They um, not only have to deal with these perceptions women have of them, they also have to deal with their view of themselves and their self-esteem issues just to get up the nerve to even say hello. So, you did the communication courses, right? I did. Okay, great. So do you remember there was an exercise where, and I think you even do it in ILP, where, you know, you're talking to somebody and they're not listening. Yeah. Then you, then you do the exercise again and you're talking to people and, and they are listening.
2: Yeah.
0: And the difference between us. Yeah. Think of that exercise when I read what I'm about to read. Okay? So, uh, imagine you walk what was into that a room. last
2: thing you said? You, you, you do that I said, exercise?
0: I said think of that exercise, the experience uh, okay. you had from that exercise when I read yeah. what I'm about to read, okay? Okay.
2: Okay,
0: good. Imagine you walk into a room and you have the gift of mental telepathy. <laughs> you're, already, you're already nervous before you walk into the room, whether it's a party, job interview, or especially a first date. And you hear the following thoughts from the people in the room about you. They're thinking that you are a jerk, a player, a betrayer, an abuser. You have anger issues. You're too nice. You're a cheater. You're a wimp, a liar. You're all about sex. You're shallow. All you want to do is fix stuff. You're a punk, insensitive, lazy, won't won't talk to me. You're going to eventually ignore me. You're inconsiderate. You're going to stop romancing me after a while. You must be stupid. Don't want to understand me. You're untrustworthy. You're slow, selfish, broke, noncommittal, irresponsible, intimidating, dangerous, weak, egotistical, a mama's boy, too fast sexually, just annoying, got a one-track mind. You're a deadbeat dad. You're a workaholic. You're difficult. Don't know what you want around relationships. Too focused on success overburdened, stubborn, impetuous, doesn't take care of themselves, It is blind. You mm. hear these voices and at the end and at the same time see smiles on the faces of the people in the room.
4: Mm. How
0: do you think you'd feel? What would you do? Mm. That's, a, that's a question.
2: That's oh, a question. man. I um, uh, wouldn't trust anybody.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm, there's no, uh, I, I,
3: I'd shut down and not say much because like there's no space to,
4: mm-hmm.
2: to, to maneuver.
4: Yeah.
2: And I'd run. <laughs> I'd run away. <laughs> I got it.
4: Anything
1: else? Um. And then maybe uh, if I do go in the room, just see
2: uh, if I can find someone that seems to be mildly, even mildly genuine.
1: Yeah, good one.
0: Anything
2: else? someone that, uh, yeah, my, my, uh, that that's that's genuine and.
3: Um, and uh, acknowledges me
2: and appreciates me, and uh, and they're speaking. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> and then I treat them like gold because they're so beautiful. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. Anything else?
4: that's
0: a ton. That's a ton. Because in addition to everybody thinking about him like that, or every guy like that, they're still being treated as if they're supposed to do everything for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So they're responsible. They need to be responsible for whether they want to or not, whether they like it or not, whether they can do it or not. They're supposed to be saviors, heroes, tough guys, or warriors. They're supposed to be strong, yet sensitive, take charge, but check in first, take hints, handle their business and everyone else's business, and no one even thinks about the fact that they still need to have their own life, their own needs, time it takes to recuperate and restore themselves, and even reconnect to who they really are. So you have everybody telling you, you better do this, and then you have the, half the other part of it Talk, so you still suck anyhow because all men suck, some version of that, right? I have
2: that. Been-
0: no, no, I'm saying that uh, generally, generally speaking, there's a version uh, of that somewhere. So I what have, happens yeah. is, right? So not every woman thinks all of that, but most women think some of that. Sure. Right. So sure. that's what men got to deal with.
4: Well,
0: that's I the world. I've like never that I,
4: before.
0: Yeah, I got it. I, almost nobody, almost women, almost no woman has, and that's why they're like, well, how come he's not talking to me or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then they wonder why a man needs a woman to, to love him and show her love to him so much. Yeah. Yeah. Because the rest of the world is doing this. At least you got one person on this side.
4: Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. This is what men have to deal with just to get up the nerve to speak to you. What's worse is that feeling doesn't end when you both decide to be in a relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Every, time you start, every time you start thinking about any of those things I just shared, he can feel it. Most women don't do a good job of hiding their feelings. Men can see mm-hmm. and feel how you feel. That's why it's so important that you are happy. When you're happy, they feel emotionally safe and they mm-hmm. can relax and be happy too. But when you're not happy, mowing around you even has permission to be happy. Men don't want you to know that they're uncomfortable approaching you or dealing with your attitudes and viewpoints. They have thick skin, but it's not that thick. Your attitude is almost more important than your looks in the beginning. A man will turn his head when he first sees you, but if he smells any of the thoughts I just said earlier coming from you, he'll look for someone else to approach just that simple.
4: Mm. If
0: you're in a relationship and those attitudes come up, he's going into his he's going into his mind or he's going to shut up and close down because he knows anything he says can and will be used against him now and forevermore. <laughs> so now, what's coming up for you around this?
2: So
3: uh it just makes a ton of sense. It just makes a ton of sense. And I was, where the heck was I the other day? I was out somewhere, but I just, like I was just super happy about something and I was just like smiling and like, hey, how are you? And hey, how are you? You know, just like guys, girls, wherever I was. And um, it just was like a whole different space. And I had this experience of being like approachable. <laughs> you know?
4: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the, uh so I could just see, like the the genuine smile, and said that uh, the attitude and, and and the you know the the space of just being open and safe and nonjudgmental that
0: um,
3: that can be. It sounds like that can be magnetic for men. Um, and I also no, thought it's it was, not.
0: It's not could be. <laughs>
3: it is.
4: <laughs> it
3: is okay. Yes. yes. And then yeah. I'd also never thought about this piece where when, so, so I, you hear the phrase happy wife, happy life, right? But, but now I understand why. And this whole, like when the woman's happy, then the man feels emotionally safe. Yes.
4: Um,
3: and if I'm, if a woman or myself not happy, no one, around me has permission to be happy that's I never thought of that
0: yeah well i mean think about it like if you're not happy or if you see not forget let's take you out of the equation okay because you know you transform you might be at hand with a little bit but the typical woman when she's not happy when she sees other people happy she's freaking annoyed that they're happy mm-hmm. why are you happy And then they go to, you know, complain and criticize and make you feel how they feel so they can feel connected as a normal way of how women deal which is I want you to feel what I'm feeling so I feel connected to you. And so if I'm happy and you're not, it's not okay for me to be unhappy. It's not okay for me to be happy because I'm not relating to how you feel. So you, not you, but women will make a guy feel unhappy just so that he can feel the way she does. Doesn't work. How about trying on that he's happy? How about you try to stay in his world instead of be the other way around? Mm-hmm. Now you're taking down everybody. You see what you've seen what I'm saying though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm how come. How come you happy? I'm not happy, you shouldn't be happy neither. hmm That sucks, but that's how women normally do. I can't say naturally, but I can certainly say normally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably that two, two-year-old 2
1: conversation called complaining, if you remember that one. hmm yeah. yeah. From with them?
4: Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, the list I just gave you... Oh, by the way, you know, I think I mentioned this before, but if not, I'm going to go all the way in and start next session. The biggest thing that men need is if you'll... Um, successful and to be successful, like experience success, and then to feel it at the same time. And so what I just said is the complete opposite of that. That's why a man needs to have his woman be happy because if he's happy, only, we already know the only way you'd be happy is if we're doing a good job, if we're successful with you. That's mm-hmm. the only way you'd be happy. So if we're, you're not happy, we're not successful. That's what it's telling us. Mm-hmm. It's not ego. Women will think it's ego because y'all don't necessarily, y'all don't relate to success the same way we do. Yeah. So So how
3: do men relate to success?
0: Like life or death. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Men relate to success because, you know, I read that men need to be heroes and warriors, right, and all of that, and they need to take care of this person and that person, and nobody really takes care of men. If men If men is, you know, dying on the street People walk right past him. I've seen plenty of videos of that, you know, to test, see if he's going to be okay. No, they leave him alone. He's a man. He should be able to handle so Man up. Mm. And so we know if we're not successful, ain't nobody paying us no attention. But when we are successful. Everybody wants to be around us. We're like Santa Claus. Nobody helps Santa Claus. <laughs> Think about it, right? <laughs> Santa Claus is a successful, generous man. But if his uh, sleigh is damaged, it's him and his deer. That's it. Hey. <laughs> you know, unless he brings some of his uh, else, which he don't. But if he did, he'd be okay. But other than that. Mm-hmm. Use this list, and when I email it to you, which, uh, you know, use this list to identify which issues you need to get rid of so they don't show up at the worst times and ruin your relationships with men. Once you do, find out if you need to forgive men from your past. Find someone to tell your experience to so that they can help you get completely free of the pain of those experiences. or whatever you need to do so you can relate to men on an individual, unique basis because that's how you're going to be able to see men as they really are. So in summary, pay attention to your own prejudices when it comes to men and do whatever you can to eliminate them. You can feel your emotions and attitudes and anything negative they get from you hurts them deeply. Realize that men have painful pasts where they've been scarred by others as well. Rather than make them wrong for having that attitude, remember that you took this program and they didn't. So I have patience and capacity for them, along with their pains and fears. Make sense? Yeah. 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 Men got it hard, just as hard, just as hard as women do. We just can't let anybody see it because by the time we get to be about eight years old, about eight years old, that's when they start telling us to stop crying. Yeah. And man, man. and we don't even know what that is. And by the way, um. Men don't become mature, excuse me, males don't become mature men without support, without instruction. We need to have an initiation event in order to become a, a mature adult male. What do you mean
3: Otherwise, by an initiation event?
0: We need, to ha- we need to kill the boy so the man can live.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But we need to do it at a certain age. That's why uh, That's a part of the reason for bar misfits, bat misfits, or bar misfits, anyhow. Now you're a man. You're a beginning man, but you're a man now. And uh, we need to be told that we are. We don't know that. We won't get that on our own. We just don't. I don't know why we're wired that way, but it's a wiring issue. It's not a character issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I did an initiation event called the Sterling Men's Weekend in 2004. Oh, did you? Yeah cricket, awesome. As a matter of fact, the guy I was telling me about 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 topic that's where I met him in, the, mm. uh, in my in our men's group called Men's Divisions International, MDI.
4: Mm. So,
0: you know, we was on teams together and we did workshops together and, yeah, he got me at least two jobs
4: while
0: I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, yeah, so before then, I was just chasing women, didn't know what I was doing. Even after doing Landmark, I couldn't tell the difference between um, how men and women think
4: mm-hmm. but
0: after going through that that was the beginning of my real true training and development around relationships with them as we did. before then I was just wondering why I wasn't working <laughs> mm-hmm. so um, but then again also this that helped me to be able to create this program because in that organization that's when they taught me that I, I'm a coach and I know how to teach people about relationships and they wouldn't leave me alone until I started like God was, mm-hmm. saying. It was like, did you ever see um, Bruce Almighty? I like parts. Okay, so there's this is one part in Bruce Almighty. It's hilarious. I, I love Bruce Almighty. It's so funny. He uh, was driving, and uh, he was annoyed, and he saw a sign that says, stop, don't go, don't go further. And he saw all of these signs. And just before he went past the sign, the, the last sign, there was this truck that had like forty signs: "Don't go, stop, turn around, and all of this stuff." And he's looking at these signs. He's like, "Why am I seeing all these signs?" And he crashed. <laughs> and I'm bringing this up because me being a relationship coach, it felt like that. Like, like every time I looked somewhere else, it was like God was like, "No, no, 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 you coach. Here's another hint. Here's another hint." And the hint was, come on, man, will you coach me, please? Will you coach me? Come on, man, I know you know this stuff. And so they wouldn't leave me alone until I got it. it took two, two years plus for me to get it. Mm. <laughs> so, okay, fine. I'm glad it didn't crash, though. So, anyhow, um, so, you know, we looked at um, what it's like for men. We looked at different ways that you would look at men that would probably get in the way, which we yeah. uh, did last session. And now we're going to talk about something fascinating that's just going to help you tremendously, called, uh discovering and, and investigating how you qualify men. Okay. Yeah, so that's,
2: just, that's, just before we do that,
3: I just want to make sure. So when you were saying to, to go through the list and see what prejudices you have, you know, I have yeah. about men, yeah. Is that that's a list you're going to send me? That's different from last
0: yes. week's list. Okay. Yes. Yes. It it's the list I read you: the jerk, player, betrayer, abuser, two. Ah. Uh, nice okay. List. I'm going to send you that list. list. And okay. then you're going, to be look, you're going to be looking at, um, you know, which one of these are ones that pop up to you, so you can go to work on eliminating them. It's that way you can see. Now, what's going to happen is men are going to pop up like that, but let them show up that way, not you listen them that way. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I deal with women, and I know there's some women hater. I mean, some man haters, and I know some 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 uh, you know women that you know literally could be called wimps. and I know some women that got issues, and I treat them individually. This one that does that, one don't, because that's how it really is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I can deal with people's dysfunctions and be okay with it. You know, so that's why I want going to give you this list, and you can see which ones are yours. Okay. And um, and then you know go to work on it, all right? So now we're going to talk about uh, what, how to qualify men. And then before I do that, I mean, this is part of that qualifying men conversation, but uh, before that, what I'm going to do is um, talk about the challenge of finding the right guy. Okay. So um, understanding guys from a different perspective. I'm just going to read these quickly. Um, first is that um, if you don't understand men, you know the fact that men do things differently for different reasons than women do um, is going to be a problem. So, for instance, men sometimes get upset with their woman because they're trying to protect them from themselves by helping or fixing them when women miss the point. He's trying to show his love and care, and if you don't, you won't let him. He'll eventually stop trying. So, um, did I show you the the, the video? or tell you about the video about it's called. It's, uh, it's not about the nail
3: think so it's not about the male.
0: Yeah, it's it's a minute and forty seven seconds, it's super hilarious. This guy sitting on the sofa with his woman and she's complaining about no. pain in her head. And then about 10, 12 seconds into the video you see she's got a nail in her forehead.
3: Oh, na- oh, I've seen that.
0: I've seen yeah. that Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to talk he's trying to like he wants to help her, but she won't let him because she wants to talk about feelings and she's telling him he's not paying attention to her. And he's like, okay, honey, okay, I got it. It must really feel bad. And she's like, okay, thank you. And then she goes to kiss him, and then the nail the hits her head again.
2: And <laughs>
0: He's trying to help. He's trying to. That happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. Right? So a man tries to help his woman, and that's how he shows love. Not necessarily let me feel how you feel, but let me do something for you so you're in a better place. And women want that except for when they don't know that they want that. Excuse me except for when they don't know that that's in their best interest.
2: When who doesn't know that's in their best interest?
0: When she doesn't know him helping her is in her best interest.
3: Ah, got it. Okay, yeah.
0: Right? Because one of the things, one of the greatest things that a man can do, and I talk about this later on, is um, his ability to um, protect you and save you from yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If he can keep his eye on you, he can see when you're about to do something that that bothers you the last 17 times you did it, and so he will keep you from doing it
4: Hmm.
0: or protect you or do it for you or whatever it is it's going to take so that you don't go down that dirty hole again, you know. Hmm. Um, You know, and you all do it all the time. You just don't know when you're doing it. You don't know how you're doing it, and you're hoping that somebody can stop you, and that's part of his job. That's why he can't ever take take his eyes off of you, but that's a whole other story. So, yes. Not understanding men means that when they do something you want to understand, it, and then you'll get annoyed because they're not doing what you think they should do, or they're doing something you don't think they should do, rather than yeah. let them do it and find out how it goes. Mm. Next, not understanding yourself. A woman who's expecting to be saved by their hero may not know what type of hero that's best for her <laughs> because she doesn't know what she needs because she doesn't know herself. <laughs> it's so simple, but it's true. She doesn't know how well she treats herself, how much sleep she really needs, what dreams and aspirations she needs, what skills she needs her man to have, her purpose in life. Not knowing any of these things will be a problem and cause you to make decisions. It seemed great at the time, but then... <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been in a bathroom and, I, you know, a co bathroom and a woman comes down, snap, smashing on the door. Let me in. I got to get in the bathroom. Because she waited to the last freaking second. Because she's so busy being distracted or doing something else. You've probably experienced that yourself at least once.
2: She, She's so busy being distracted
3: by what?
0: Like life is doing whatever she's doing that she forgets to take care oh, of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bathroom. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's some of why... If you don't understand yourself, you'll do that more often than not. But then again, if a man understands you do that, he's going to try to prevent you from doing it. But I'm doing this. Oh, oh, okay, honey. Thank you. That's the real response. The proper response is, okay, honey. Thank you. Not, wait Wait a minute. minute. (laughs) Okay. So, then then not being a good communicator is another problem. It's one thing to not be a good, good communicator, and another to not know you're not a good communicator. Here are some of the indicators of being a poor communicator constant misunderstandings, constant arguments alienation withholding walking on eggshells constantly doing the same thing three or four times constantly hurt feelings good communicators don't have these type of problems on a regular basis just don't any of those you Experienced um, in relationships?
3: It's definitely the second one about knowing myself and therefore, like, the kind of hero I'm looking for, and,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what about the communication issues? Constant misunderstandings, arguments, alienation, withholding, any of that kind of stuff you find yourself in relationships or not, really?
3: Withholding, for sure. Right.
0: Yeah, you know, you're real good at that. <laughs> And here's the here's the thing. I'll
3: give like a classic example. Yeah. So I I led last night, right? I led an introduction last night, and um, my room captain was uh, was a man, and I have a a listening of him called. He's a space cadet. Mm-hmm. All right, I've known him for like three and a half years, and uh, so so from the moment I found out he was the room captain, I had it like, i are gonna take care of everything because he's a space cadet. You know, and then I was, like, taking responsibility for how I was listening. Okay, create newly. Okay, great. Okay, do this, do that. And so, like, in terms of prep calls, I like, very much had the experience, like, yeah, you know, I had my back. And then with it, there was going to be 18, there was 18 confirmed guests for this intro, right? right? So we were playing to get extra reg assistants. You're playing for this. So it was great. And then we also created, like, okay, we got there for, the intro was at 7, so we were, you know, to be there no later than 6, and at 6 o'clock, this was to happen, and at 6.10, we were to center clear together with somebody else, and at 6.20, this, like, we, we had a whole thing, and, okay, he's going to take care of the welcome table and the reg table, and, like, that's a, and, like, so so the prep stuff was great in terms of conversations on the phone, but then, like, he got there after 6, and, what had to happen by 610 didn't happen and then it the worst i had to something. and something like it just was like it just totally set me off because i was like this is fucking space cadet but pardon my language but that was my thing and i was just like why did we create and come up with this structure and agree to it and who's gonna do what and it's like what was the point because he was, like, spaced out, not knowing what the heck was going on, and, like, I ended up doing everything. It was my experience, right? Yep. And not, like, everything, everything, right? It, it, there was a contribution there, but it was just, like, I, I got so triggered when I was having the experience of uh, being let down. Got it. And so when we're even at the end, when it's like, all right, anything to say to complete, there was a reg assistant there, who's was another IL. Right, but so I just, I kept it pleasant. You know, I kept it pleasant because I was like, you know, if I'm going to communicate something right now, it wouldn't be responsible. It would be like, why are you a goddamn space cadet? You know, like, can't you friggin' pull your shit together? You said you were going to be 10 times more intentional in the clearing call and, like, you didn't get shit done, right? So I didn't say anything because I didn't know how to say something responsible. So I can apply that to relationships, too.
0: Yeah, I got it. Yeah, and you know, like I know, the best time to say it was when he first walked in the door. So you didn't have that in the intro.
3: Yeah, like when he walked in and it's like, okay, it's 6.03, anything you want to say?
0: Yeah, no, that that was like, you know, you, it was anything you needed to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause,
3: yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Well, look, it's 6.03, you a promise to be here for 6. Anything you want to say?
0: Yeah, I got that. Yeah, but but you didn't generate yourself. I told it no, I got it. We're holding. Perfect. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's no way you're gonna be able to be successful in a relationship for long term with with the practice of withholding. It just it just can't happen. Um, anyhow.
4: Yeah.
0: I got it. So uh, if you need any support around that, just holler at your boy. All right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, next. So I talked about. Um, not understanding men, not understanding yourself, not being a good communicator, hanging on to the the past and past experiences. Being angry, sad, or disappointed by things that happened in the past won't help your relationships or understandings with men in the present. Acting out your feelings from the past into the present with the men in your life will keep you unfulfilled as a woman when dealing with relationships. Growing up with an absent father, being cheated on in high school or college, molestation, or a host of other issues you've had to deal with, will only get in the way of what you want now. Happiness is only in the present. Anything else is either a memory or a hope. Hope's not a strategy. but not a good one. (laughs) Being triggered. Being triggered is a normal human experience. Something happens and we have an automatic reaction to it. Whether we do something about it or not is a completely different story. Having sudden emotional outbursts as an expression of how you feel about the sudden undesirable event that you just experienced will kill any relationship with a man or a woman. So you say a- that again? Yes. Having sudden emotional outbursts as yep. an expression of how you feel about the sudden undesirable event you just experienced Will kill any relationship with a man or a woman. Yeah. And I could get you with trying not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> which, has you, which, has you, which has you withhold. Yeah. So I don't normally talk about this. It's the first time I ever thought about it. Um. But when I, before I did the men's weekend, I had two basic reactions one, happy and nice, and the other, I want to kill you. And when I got into MDI, I discovered a third gear called commitment. And what that means is that I could be pissed off, but I could also not be pissed off, but I could also be, like, really firm but not angry, which mm. is called commitment. And so if you come from commitment versus anger, you'll be able to say pretty much anything you want to say without being nappy about it, even if you could feel the emotion called anger in your chest.
3: Mm. Holy crap, wow.
0: Yeah, that's called the third gear. I call that the third gear. So either be nice or shut up or be nice or be angry. No, there's alternative spaces. So I'm going to invite you to try your commitment.
3: And what that looks like is you, you speak from the commitment you have.
0: Right. So you might be annoyed, but if you remember that you, what you're committed to, you won't be making them wrong even if you are annoyed. Okay. Right, because the the part that hurts is the make-wrong part. Yeah. So if you can avoid the make-wrong, and as far as I know, there's very few ways to to ignore or put off or eliminate the make-wrong. And how you do that, the, the clearest way I know how to do that is to, Remember what you're committed to, which is to take care of people, love people, make a difference with people like that. So if you were thinking, this guy does this, but he ain't just doing it around me. I wonder how many other people think he's a space cadet. Now you're telling them he's a freaking space cadet because you're committed to him no longer being a space cadet. And you're making a difference. You're paying it forward and making a difference with everybody else. He has to deal with it in the future because now he got to confront. Maybe I am a space cadet. Or you get a chance to learn him in a new way because he's not, and even though whatever. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Makes sense? And, you know, this, this is going to help you with your relationship with you get it finally. So, mm-hmm. what was you going to say? Okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm good,
3: thanks. Okay, okay, good, good,
0: good. good, 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 good. Okay. okay, next, unrealistic expectations. The first. The biggest unrealistic expectation that women have is that men need to be able to read their minds. (laughs) Men cannot read minds, either men's minds or women's minds. Don't make them wrong for not being able to do that. They don't get mad at you for not being able to read their mind. Heck, most of the time they actually wish you could so you could stop giving them such a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) Men don't take women's hits very well, and often. Or often, because guess what? They're not women. They talk a different language. Entitlement is another barrier that women have in the way of uh, uh, qualifying men. Uh, entitlement in relationships is a mindset that reduces the person on the receiving end to a thing. And mm. to no respect to that. It says, you're supposed to do things for me because I expect it and you're supposed to make me happy. Is that romantic, enrolling, inspiring? I think not. Who would want to be in a relationship with someone like that other than a desperate man with no self-esteem, which you wouldn't be interested in anyhow because you know mm. not kind of want desperate with no self-esteem. Man. But those yeah. are the only ones that are going to cooperate. So that means that's what you're creating. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Got it. And, oh, Women are often operate titles, even when they don't know it, because they expect a man to be this way and expect him to be that way, and all of these unexp- un- unfulfilled or unrealistic expectations expresses itself as entitlement in their speaking and their acting and in their emotional space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not direct. They don't notice how they're being. But how come he didn't, you know, is an expectation that could turn into uh uh, could turn into, um, you know, entitlement. But now, here's the big piece. This actually has often been a part of my introduction um, because it's so powerful, and uh, I cannot wait to share it with you, and it won't take long. So the biggest issue, the biggest barrier, the biggest thing to get in the way of um, your qualifying that effectively is what I call the script
2: is what you
3: call what, I'm sorry, what was the phrase?
0: The script, you know, like a movie script. The script, script. okay. Yes. Yes. Women have scripts. Men don't have scripts. (laughs) Women have scripts in their head. They all already know how it's supposed to go. You expect it to go a certain way, all of this stuff, you know. So uh, I'm going to tell you about the script. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who have a script in your head about how your relationship is supposed to go and how the man is supposed to act, I want you to remember this famous saying. Man makes plans and God laughs. (laughs)
4: Okay,
0: Okay. so men don't think the way women do. Men are not women and women are not men. The the way men think is unthinkable for women and the way women think is unthinkable for men. Hmm. The only way to begin seeing men do things the way they do it, seeing them as they really are, is by putting yourself in their shoes and stop comparing their ways of thinking and acting to your own ways of thinking and acting, which means to be an anthropologist, you know, like Jane Goodall, and just watch them. Anyhow. Mm. Um, here's the script. <laughs> You're going to run into... Let me see, where i I put it up at this end? Oh, no, okay. Yeah. Here's the deal. So... um. How do you um, qualify a man? Like, how do you determine, what's your system for determining how men are? Oh, you know what? Never mind. Let me me go through the script first because I was going to, I just sidetracked myself. Um, No problem. My own own manual. Here's the script. So, Uh women have, a man's supposed to be some version of a hero. He's either supposed to be a swashbuckler, a thug, an executive, a warrior, whatever. You got your version of that. I Somehow I suspect yours is probably an executive. You know, <laughs> an executive slash father figure or something. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Right? So yep. I got that right? I got okay, good. That's your hero. Got it. So um, you meet him, and you meet guys, and then there's going to be like five typical guys. There's some guys that not quite fit in his in this area, but, the, but mainly you're going to meet one of five different guys. These are the five most likely guys you're going to run into. So the first one, he's a nice guy, but he's a little slow. You know, like he doesn't even know he's supposed to try to charm you and win you. But he's nice. He's, he's almost naive, but he's certainly not like a manipulator, you know. He's like a basic kind of guy, you know, and um, he, he's kind of clueless even. You know, you know this, you know this guy. Uh, his name is Paul. Big, tall, heavy set white guy. He he sits around landmark a lot in production and course supervising, but he doesn't say a whole lot. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Paul is kind of like that kind of guy. I call them guys Elmer Fudd. He's not the only one around there like that, but he's the most prominent one. That's that kind of way. I call him the Elmer Fudd, and it's yeah, like he, Elmer.
3: He, yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's um. Yeah, I I just have to say I I I think I think Paul's amazing. I think he's awesome, and he's um he, because he has mental illness, and uh, so he he like overcomes that. You know what I mean? in his and his thing, but it show it shows up in right in his face. It's like wait, there's something off. But he he really is like mentally ill.
0: I don't know. I'm going to talk to you one day about personality types, and he's a – he's a to him and Helene Witt is a similar personality type. No, they're the same personality type. Helene Witt is another one. She's a lot more energetic, but they're kind of like the same. But I'll talk to you about that another time uh, offline. Oh, I'm just going
3: to – I'm just – for what he shared with
0: yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he – oh, from what he shared. Okay, got it. But, yeah, he's he may or may not be mentally off, but he's kind of the clueless kind of guy. Got it. And then some, some of them are not quite as cool, clueless, but you can't tell because they're so, busy, they're so busy trying to hide their personality from you because so they can't okay. tell who you are. And so because they can't tell who you are, they won't let you see who they are. But those guys, yeah. they don't really know people, and so they won't be able to figure out what they need to do for you. They half the time they don't even know they're supposed to do something for you. I call those guys Elmer Fudd. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, most women are not interested in Elmer Freud. Once in a while, but most of them, eh, one date and it's done, you know. The next guy, he's smarter than Elma Freud, but he still don't know what's going on. But he knows he's supposed to do something. He knows he's supposed to do something. And uh, he don't know what he's supposed to do, so he tries everything. He comes with the flowers and the phone calls and the text messages and the this and the that. And I'll drive you around, what do you need from me? He's a little over the top, even sometimes. He's I would call Mr. Nice Guy.
2: Okay. You've
0: seen Mr. Nice Guy before, right? Yep. You know, it doesn't strike me as somebody you'd be interested in as a nice guy. But some women like the Mr. Nice Guy because if they're not committed, and this guy is not going to try to commit them. He's so busy trying to get them that he, you know, he's going to kiss their butt the whole time. Most women don't like that. Then there's the third guy. He's you know he's pretty on the, on the ball, you know handsome, charming, you know, decent guy, you know, uh, he's committed to what he's doing for the most part, but he's just, like, oh, this guy just don't commit. He just, and you don't know he don't commit, so he keeps leaving back doors until you finally, you know, put him in a corner, and then he's like, I'm not going to commit in whatever fashion the way he says. I call him a rebel without a cause. He's just the rebel. He just, and you've probably seen some of those guys too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the fourth guy, All women love this guy. This guy is charming. He is smooth. He seems to be exactly the right kind of person. You get all mentally and emotionally connected to him and hooked inside and like, oh, my God, this guy, oh, my God. And then eventually at some point, and the sex is great too on top of that, oh, God. And then eventually he ends up leaving, and you wonder why. Because he's a player, and he knows how to play the game. He knows how to play the game better than you even, actually, because he knows how to get you to do things and, um, and you don't know that that's what he's doing because you're figuring, like most women, not necessarily you, but most women, and, and maybe this is you, um, you don't want to tell a guy how to treat you because if you tell him, you don't know if he really needs it or really wants to or really can or not. And mm-hmm. so it works if it works the way you want, it's amazing. It must be fate.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, um, you know, the player plays you, and then you feel like it's fate and chemistry and all of this stuff, and, uh, and then he ends up leaving, and I'll tell you why he leaves in a minute. And then, um, so he's a player. All women love players at first, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he's so charming, smooth, and and handsome. And you know, even if he's not handsome, he's so charming, and you know, makes you horny because he knows how to play the game. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you another thing about him. He may, he probably doesn't understand women, but he knows how to get what he wants. Mm -hmm. Things. So, and then there's the fifth guy. He's smart. But he ain't a nice guy. I mean, he'd be nice and, and loving and charming, but he's not a nice guy per se. He's uh, he can see what those other guys are doing, but he's not doing none of those things. And he's kind of hard to understand because he's not fulfilling on anybody's role but himself. He's just being true to himself, and most women don't recognize him because he don't fit their script. That's a major reason why I hope the thing I'm sharing with you is what it is anyhow, because. This is the guy most women want, they just don't know they, what he looks like when they see him. He's what mm-hmm. I call the rock." because he's reliable, he's committed to being true to himself, and he's committed to your greatness, but he's not going to play with you if you're over there trying to make him be a certain weight.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Because women you know, like to make men a certain way. Oh, he's good. We're, we'll smooth out his rough edges. I've heard that term more than three times. And uh, so what happens is the reason why I wanted to bring up the player's glasses is because the player knows this to some degree too that you you know want him to be a certain way, so he'd be the way he wants you to be, but the problem for him is as' to why he gets bored and and why do you think he gets bored?
3: Why does he get bored?
0: yeah, why do you think the player will get bored and leave? Oh um women don't leave won players.
3: the game like. He's won the game, and he's got what he wants, and that's, that's where he gets his charge from is, is uh, figuring out the next puzzle. So if it's solved, like what's there left to do?
0: Yeah, well, that's part of it, but that's not all of it. The other part of it is that um, he knows that for him to get you, he's got to put on the role you want him to put on. He's got he's to be the guy you want him to be instead of be himself. Uh, but he knows you never met him. Uh, and he also knows he never really met you because you're busy over there playing your version in that in that script. Uh, and so after a while, you would like, okay, I'm done. Uh, got to go. Because he's tired yeah. of not being himself. And by the way, most players, the reason why they're players is because they got hurt and they're like, I ain't getting hurt by no woman. I'm all screwed that. I'm not. Yeah. So they learn how to play the game to keep themselves from getting hurt. Most players are major leagues guard. Mm. And so they be charming and everything and they get you, but when they don't know you and you start they start trying to be themselves and it ain't working because you don't want them, you want the the guy that won the role in your play, then they leave. Because they're tired of not being themselves around you anymore. And what you said. makes sense? Wow. Yep. Yeah. Was that a wow? Is that what you said? Wow? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so the rock is never going to do that. If you can't let him be himself around you, he will leave. He's mm-hmm. not even going to start. And he won't let you try to play a role around him. He wants to reel you. He sort of reel you already. So, if you ain't willing to be the real you around him, he's going to leave for that reason. Mm-hmm. He may not know relationships, but he knows quality of character, and he's committed to that. So, you know, there's been lots of women who have, I've heard over the years say, you know, I wanted a guy like this, like that, like that, and my husband is none of that, but I swear he is the greatest thing I've ever been with. I love him so much. He's so much more perfect than anything I ever thought I wanted. Women that have been happily married for a long time are the ones like, most likely to say that because mm-hmm. they found out who he was and he was way better. His quality of character, how he saw her, how he treats her, what they have in common is so much better than the what her script provided but she couldn't possibly be happy with that guy, with the other guy, the script guy a player or the rest of those guys. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so critical, so critical that you see men as they really are. That that's when you'll see your rock and not before.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I know you heard read this, heard a still book even if you didn't read it called Acres of Diamond. No. Yeah. Oh, Acres of Diamond. Story about a guy who um was uh working um trying to find oil in his um, land for like 30 years or something, like forever. And he couldn't do it. He finally got tired. He sold his land to another guy who discovered three feet below the ground was a diamond mine, acres of diamonds in South Africa, and it became the biggest uh, diamond mine in the world. And the guy died, never never finding out about it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Acres of diamonds, but he couldn't recognize it. so women have acres of diamonds around them, but they're so busy looking at trying to get something else, you can't see what's actually there.
2: Well, wow.
0: That's why it's so critical to getting yourself out of your own way. So now, in addition to the script, what I've discovered is that women have basic female qualifiers. In other words, these are things that every single woman on the planet wants. I have yet to hear a woman say, nah, this is one of those things I don't really want. So <laughs> I'm going to just tell you what they are. Mm-hmm. So there's primary and there's secondary of the basic female qualifiers of men. So the primary, like every single woman in the primary wants every single thing is in the primary list. And then the secondary list, any woman that wants something on the secondary list, she's going to consider it primary. But not every woman, that has, that you know, not every quality that's on the secondary list is something that every woman wants. But the, the qualities on the first list, the primary list, every single woman wants. And I'm waiting for somebody to tell me, no, nah, I don't care about that. So I'm going to read you the list, and then you tell me what you think, okay? Okay.
4: There's
0: eight of them. So primary, he needs to be strong. There needs to be chemistry. He needs to be confident. He needs to have resources. He needs to be trustworthy. He needs to make you feel safe and secure. He needs to be funny, humorous, and he needs to be a good communicator. Yeah. Okay.
4: <laughs> I didn't even have
0: the question yet. You already said yes. <laughs> There's nothing on that list you would say no to, correct? Correct. <laughs> and then... And then there's the the secondary qualifiers. There might be some of these things on this list that also need to be on your primary. I don't know. Secondary list is not every woman wants this, but the women that want this, they want this like like the first list. So secondary list is that he's romantic, intelligent, great at something, passionate, attractive, fit, and in shape. Any of those belong on your primary list? Yep. Which one? Mm. Let me read. Let me read. Intelligence. It uh, okay, intelligence guy. Uh, great, great at, something. at
3: something. I'd never thought of it that way before. Um, mm. yeah, he does need to be great at something. Yep. Mm. Okay. Um, what was the fir- the first one?
0: Romantic. Well,
3: yeah, I was like. <sighs> could live without that. It's nice yeah, that's but not I could move without it.
0: Right. It's yeah. not a must have for you. Okay, great. What about Okay? Passion?
2: That he's passionate about something?
0: Yes.
1: Uh.
0: Yeah, I got it. Forget it. You just answered it. Uh that's the answer. Um <laughs> attractive in your know, handsome, you know. Like, like yeah.
3: That. that and the and the, the 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 fit um the fit thing. See? Yeah, they're like I I'd say they're I think attractive comes before fit, but yeah, a fit I have like one and a half, like it's it's pretty close to a requirement. But I've actually surprised myself, and it, it doesn't always have to be there.
0: Yeah, see, one of the major one of the magical things about women that y'all actually have as a gift is that you could be with somebody that you don't think is attractive, and then as you get to know him, he becomes way more attractive.
3: That's totally it. And it goes the other way. Somebody can be dropped in gorgeous, and they open their mouth. Yes. And, yes. like, they're arrogant or whatever, and, mm. and it's just like, oh, forget it.
0: Right, exactly. So so I'm going to say for you, intelligent and great as something is uh, is part of your must-have qualifier list. The other ones are, like, really, 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 really nice to have, but you can live without it if you had to.
3: See, I think the, the, the attractive thing, though, as I'm just looking at what didn't work, so attractive and fit, um, so my last partner wasn't necessarily attractive and fit and, and it was just so in space for me. got mm, Gotcha. Like eight months later, I couldn't get, you know, I still, still have a hard time. Okay.
0: Got it. Well, okay. Got it. You know, you get a chance to say, but I just want you to know what they are. So you're not, you know, uh um, unconscious or, 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 yeah. you know, blind to it. You know what I mean? So, so, um, now, here's the problem with that with that those qualifiers. Here's the problem. Most women, um, if they get at least three of these, then they want to lock this guy down, especially if chemistry is a part of it. Yep. So for example, a woman will if there's chemistry, she won't even notice that he's not handsome because she's so turned on by the guy.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's why attractive is like on the secondary list. Mm-hmm. Ham- you know, like amazing handsomeness. You know, y'all can put up with guys. Y'all, y'all, y'all are as um, forgiving of our handsomeness or lack thereof as we are of your figure. Mm. Women don't realize that we are, we have a lot of flexibility around your your weight, your proportions. Men have a lot of flexibility around it. We can work with a, with all kind of variations around that, Y'all don't believe that, but we can. And y'all seem to be able to work with a lot of variation about our faces, thank God.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, but what happens is, if a woman sees a guy as strong, has chemistry, he's confident and he's funny. mm
4: mm-hmm.
0: Powerful feel, combo. Yeah, but that's not all of them. And then you can't even see what's wrong with it, what's, what's, what's not on the checklist.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So you won't see if the guy's not honest. You won't be able to see if he's found his life purpose or if he's self-expression or self-expressed expression self or if he's got quirks or if he's got deal-breakers until later or he's got some dysfunctions. You know, I've got a list. I'll just send you the list. He's short-sighted, you know. Um, you know, uh, you got how many things he's got that you want to fix, you know, how the past his experiences have have impacted him. You won't be able to tell all that stuff because you're like, he's, he's, he's the perfect guy because you don't realize that the things he's got are so powerful that you want that you don't notice what you don't want, and your mm-hmm. DNA, and, you know, the, 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 the human survival instinct kicks in, and now you want this guy to, to be father, the father of your kids or whatever, you know. And so being responsible for how you qualify men and how you interact with them and how you see them is critical to being able to have a relationship that works for you.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, You can see this, right? Yep. Yeah, good. And by the way, men qualify women, but they're not conscious of it, but they do. And all men are basically the same, and it's not that complicated, but it's critical. So I'm going to tell you, men have six qualifiers. They're primary. There ain't no secondary, at least none that I can think of that's reliable. And so I'll just tell you what men want for women. You know about two of them. You don't know the other four. I'm going to tell you the whole six. So, um, and when you see it, you'll see I have it in a particular order. I only got it in in order of how long the sentence is. (laughs) There's no real order. So anyhow, in order. (laughs) So uh, here's my observed list of what all men want from women. Sex, attention, acceptance, attractiveness, an emotionally safe space, and to be treated the way they wanna be treated. That's what men want. Every single one. Now, how being treated the way they want to be treated, it's an individual basis. Emotionally safe space is pretty you know, universal, pretty much. I mean some guys wanna be with a woman that's gonna, you know, whip their butt and and they're gonna be uh, uh subservient to her, but that's what he wants that that's how he wants to be treated. But he still wants to be safe around her, you know what I mean? Like he wants to, he has to agree to allow himself to be abused if he's that kind of a guy. I'm, I'm just using that as an extreme example, you know. And yeah. all men want, want sex, lots of sex, great sex, as often as possible, and that you like it, like you want it as much as he does. He not want to be chasing you down. He wants you doing you no favors, doing him no favors. I definitely, I ain't putting up with a woman that thinks she's doing me a favor with sex at all. She ain't the only one with a vagina. Fuck that. Excuse my friends. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> we're not doing it, right? You don't want it. Mm. Fine. fine, fine. You know, <laughs> I used to say what I was about to say, but when I was married uh, the first time, my attitude was, "Oh, you don't want to have sex? Fine, I'm not have sex." Mm. That was one of my excuses for cheating. you know? Yeah. Anyhow, uh, attention. Men want women's attention because if we get your attention, that means that we are successful. Because you won't give us your attention if you're not if we're not successful, you'll be ignoring us or walking away from us. And, like you know, giving us side eye and all that stuff. So we want your attention. We want your acceptance. We need to be accepted by you because almost nobody else is going to. We already know that almost nobody else is going to accept us fully, completely. Mom, maybe dad. That's Mm -hmm. not it. So we need you to be that. That's Mm -hmm. critical. So if you can't accept a guy 100%, 100% of the time, well, like 99% of the time, you know, outside of the argument. Even in those moments, if you can't really accept him, you should not string him along because you'll be fooling yourself and then later on you'll both be hurt that you kept it up so long and then it didn't work anyhow. So you need to even accept the guy 100%. Attractiveness. He wants to to look at you in the morning and be happy to look at you because you look good in the morning. You know, uh, uh, guys are like, Oh, I oh, honey, you look so great in that dress. I'll take it off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because, because we want to see what you look like when you're not made up. We want to enjoy watching you walking around the house in your jeans or panties. We want to watch you come out of the shower with your hair done because that's what we're going to see most of the time anyhow. Mm. That's where you are most of the time. We want that person. We want that woman to be like, oh, oh my God. The extra, the makeup and the dress, the heels, that's extra. Mm-hmm. That's almost for everybody else. I mean, we can go out and be like, oh, oh arm candy. You see that? Ha, ha, ha. But you're not arm candy when you're home. You're like the woman I want to grab and throw in the bed and that's with. Mm-hmm. You're the woman that, you know, I cry because I'm so happy that, I, that she wants to be with me. Mm-hmm. You ain't wearing no makeup in the house, but we want you to be attractive to us our kind of way. And when you are, unless your, unless your attitude gets disgusting, you'll never not be pretty. That's why, I, <laughs> yeah, you'll never not be pretty. You just won't. I mean, that's a some guys be holding their wrinkled-up-ass wife 40 years later because she's still pretty to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's not as you know, young-looking as she was before, and he can go look at the pictures back later, but still, as this woman. She's still pretty to him because she treats him pretty. And then an emotionally safe space. You can't be making us upset just because you're upset. That shit don't work. You're just killing the relationship by doing that. I have a feeling. I have a saying. Feelings are terrific servants, but terrible masters. So you got to keep reminding yourself of what you're committed to. Mm. And then... Uh, as an emotionally safe space, that's, if you're not, you'll know how much you're emotionally safe space or not, by how often he goes into a man cave or goes to watch TV and ignores you. And chances are, you're not in emotionally safe space because you're not treating him the way he wants to be treated in addition to hitting him with all these emotional outbursts or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. So, um, so that's it for this session. That's the best I can do right this minute that I know how to do to take away whatever filters or screens there will be so you can see men as they really are. And then the next two sessions, we're going to talk about how men really are. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: so we're to, the next two sessions, start the next session, we're going to talk about the top 20 differences between men and women. Okay. And then you'll, you'll understand them a lot better now that you understand what they're dealing with and what you have to deal with in order to see them, now we can all start seeing them. Mm -hmm. So, all right, so uh, any feedback, (laughs) anything you to say about
4: it? Yeah,
3: so, so, Tony, this is the most confronting conversation I've had in a really long time, Um, in the sense of, like, like, because it's, it is so important to me to, Discover the life partner and create that partnership and live into that partnership. And having not done that yet, and like, okay, like, what, what else do I try and what's missing and blah, blah, blah. Right? So, so this, oh gosh, it's like, um, I, the best I could explain it is, you know, in, uh, University Burt Peterson do a introduction to the Landmark Forum and, you know he'll uh sometimes he uses women's handbags but i'm thinking of when he takes people's glasses you know mm-hmm. and he puts on all these different pairs of glasses and says like you know this is how you've been seeing the world you know so for me that's what this conversation was like was like just continuing to take off another pair of glasses another pair of glasses another pair of glasses, and. um I just never thought about men like this. i never thought what it was like for them, like their world of it. I think like situations at best, right? But I, I, I just never, I just never thought of this, and I just have a whole new level of compassion for what's expected of them. What cultural narratives are born into, you know, all, all that kind of stuff that uh and that really struck me like that no one's there to, like the world's not organized to help men so to speak like it's women and children, women and children, you know. And yes. like wow, so you just you just organize yourself completely I would organize myself completely different. Um yes. The, the, and and the thinking and that. So just how important it is for a man and how sacred it is for a man to, to have a partnership where he can truly be himself and not made wrong and appreciated and acknowledged. Um, it's like, holy cow, like it makes so much sense now, <laughs> you know mhm it just it just makes so much it just makes so much sense so and, yeah. and I can see like, hey, great, you know, two years of marriage, ninety years of marriage but but just even like date one, date two, date three, you know, and <laughs> just seeing it more from their perspective and how much cause i'm usually you know if by usually i mean always <laughs> right, just caught up <laughs> in like, oh, do they like me and Oh, and do I like them? And do, but I never actually put myself in their shoes. It was hard for me to take in that they actually wanted to please me or have me like them. I just, you know, kind of like shooed that away. Um, and but that was my own stuff, right? But but anyway, so so thank you. This was like, I I mean, I'm literally like like curled up on my couch with like my eyes closed like listening to each word just like holy crap like i stopped taking notes a long time ago because i was like all right i just have to listen to it
0: Mm. i got it really
4: got that
2: and it's like so there's a
3: just a a freeing there and i know it's like you know it's just that like i i feel like i actually took another step on the I took another step on the journey, thanks to you. You know, it's like I, I want to get over there, and I don't know how. And, you know, but but this to me occurs very much like, you know, taking a very pronounced, intentional, directionally focused like step mm-hmm. on uh, on the journey. You know, there there's there's real. Which there was last week, too, by the way. So, I just, and, and, and this one, though, I was just like, it's just so confronting because I can't see
0: that mm-hmm. So,
3: anyway, so, so thank you. Thank you for all that, Tony.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. And, um, yeah, and so there's some other things I'm going to say in a minute, but I'm going to not put it on the recording because I don't want anybody else hearing it if for some reason they was not hearing it. So, um, I'm going to, uh, but there's a couple more things I want to say. Okay. Uh, In particular for you that that will benefit you, and hopefully it will spread somehow, some way, shape, or form. Okay. um, So I'm going to complete this here. Uh, Again, next week uh, is going to be the uh, the beginning of the top 20 differences between men and women. I don't know if it's going to take two sessions or three. Either way is fine because I don't know how much I'm going to have to explain, go into, around them, but sometimes it takes two sessions. Sometimes it takes three, but I'll still be able to finish it all in eight sessions. just to let you know that, all right? So uh, with that, I'm going to uh, declare this call call complete and uh, hang on. Great. Right, thank. <laughs>